Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mix 106.5. Good morning. It's Christina Wolford. It's time for Lady Parts with Dr. Richard Villarreal. Good morning, Dr. Villarreal. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you very much. Oh, I kind of had a brain fart here. I was like, I don't know if I know which buttons to push here. (laughs) (laughs) It's been, what, uh, 10 seconds since I did something, so I can't remember. Um, But anyway, we do this once a month. I'm talking about women's health issues. And, you know, this time of the year, things are impacting um, all people as well. So we've got uh, two special guests in here today. So can you fill us in on that? And um, what we're talking about today. Absolutely. I'm so excited uh, to have these guests today. Um, we're bringing back Dr. Janelle Eisen. We're very happy to have her back. Uh, she was here a year ago with us and, and we got rave reviews. Everybody was so excited and they, I mean, she did a great job. So uh, we thought of her absolutely coming back. Uh, she's a, uh, a psychiatrist at Adena. She's been there approximately three years. She did a residency at the Chillicothe VA in medical school at Ohio University. And she is now the new psychiatry residency director or program director. Wow. Uh, so that's, that's very cool. Mm-hmm. So we're very happy to have you here. And we have Angie Mellett. She is an RN program director. She is with Senior Life Solutions in Washington Courthouse. And this opened uh, in November of 2018. So we're going to talk about this. And it's, it's a great facility, and we're very excited to have them here. Our topic today <coughs> excuse me, is uh, anxiety and depression in the senior population. So we're going to touch bases on a little bit of everything and everybody, but particularly we want to steer towards that senior population. So how I want to start out today is I'm going to make everybody a little anxious. Um, (laughs) I want people to sit back as they're listening to the program. I want them to think about all the stress that's been caused by the pandemic. So everything that you've been under. Now, what I want you to add to that is the holiday season on top of that. With people coming and going, shopping, you know, things like that. Think about the stress related to travel, travel safety, family members, who's vaccinated, who's not vaccinated. Who's taking precautions? Who's not taking precautions? So you get a little stressed when you start thinking about all this. So I want what we I want everybody to do now. Let's think about this in the eyes and how it relates to the senior population. So the ones that can't get out, the ones that are more vulnerable. So that's kind of where this program is going to go today. Mm-hmm. So what we're going to do is we're going to get started talking about how COVID has affected the senior population. So Janelle, I'm going to let you start a little bit. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I will say um, we are definitely seeing a significant impact on the elderly population during COVID. And I think it's, um, you know, for a lot of different reasons. First of all, you know, they tend to be a more vulnerable population in general when it comes to health risks. So, you know, just that excessive fear, anxiety that's coming with being um, concerned about, you know, who am I able to be around safely? Um, What do I need to do differently? you know, who's vaccinated, like you said, um, and all these decisions that, you know, they have to take into consideration. But, you know, also a big thing that I've seen, um, especially in my clinical practice, is the elderly population does thrive on routine, which most of us do. But if you think about it, you know, getting comfortable in that, you know, everyday flow of 
hey, you know, I'm going to the restaurant and chatting with my friends for, you know, a few hours every day, or hey, this is when we go to the grocery store, and having to think through, is this safe for me to do? Right. Mm -hmm. And some of it wasn't even an option anymore. I mean, you know, luckily things have opened up a little bit more, but, you know, inside dining at restaurants was not an option for a little bit. So just things like that that's been so disrupted, and that can lead to a lot of isolation and feeling very distanced from family and friends. And um, therefore, you do tend to see some mood disorders coming about because of that. And okay. it's it's definitely made a huge impact. It makes sense. I mean, yeah. they can't, you know, go to church. Right. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of them that are locked in, you know, they have their own cafeterias. They couldn't eat in their cafeterias. They have to right. eat in the rooms. Mm-hmm. And they don't get to see their family. I mean, they were doing things virtually. And a lot of the... Uh, elder population really don't know how to do that Mm -hmm. and so it's very very sad so that's why I think it's so important that we talk about this so on top of that then we have the winter months coming up which adds to all that right Mm -hmm. so they're not getting out again they're Mm -hmm. worried about falling I mean there's a lot of things going on here Mm -hmm. so let's touch base a little bit here Um, we've all lost people that we know with the pandemic and I think with the elderly population of the senior population uh, probably even more so you know family members children that are younger than you I mean children mm-hmm. you know they're always younger than you but children I mean you're not supposed your children are supposed to go before you do right, right? and uh, I, this can be very stressful and I, I how do you help them deal with this yeah that's a tough one and you know grief is always one of the more difficult topics at least for me personally because there really isn't much that you can say or do to change the situation and that's a hard one for me to accept Um, but unfortunately we all experience it at some point and you know the older we get the more likely you're going to experience it Mm -hmm. Um, so that's very difficult offering you know just supportive listening and trying to just be there for someone and you know acknowledging that it's okay to feel the sadness that's associated with it Um, while also trying to continue to live your life. Um, And again, there's no right way to go about that, and it is very challenging, but just knowing that you're being heard and that your feelings are validated can go a long way. Um, And people do it different ways, right? That's right. Some just clam up and Mm -hmm. say anything. Others, I mean, in the short term, others, it can be last forever, right? Right. The impact can be very different for everybody, absolutely. So are there things that they can do? I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, like putting pictures up or encouraging people to talk or photo albums or I I don't know. Right. Yeah, and generally, you know, the advice that I find to be the most helpful for people is, you know, you don't want to lose those memories, and that's okay. It's not, you know, that's not concerning that you continue to want to keep pictures up of someone, but, you know, others can't bear to see the the face of the lost loved one. So it is so different for everyone, but it's okay to continue to celebrate their life and recall the good times with them, and you don't want to lose that. And so whatever that consists of. That makes sense. And so, yeah, and one of the other things you don't even think about is a lot of this population – um, would go south mm-hmm. for the winter. Oh, you know, absolutely. They're always uh, the snowbirds, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> you know, and they can't do it or they can't. So, I, you know, and that, so they're locked up and they're, they're used to going out and being in the sun mm-hmm. and everything else. And so that gets into that whole issue of the seasonal affective disorder. Right, right. right. So that's another topic that we could talk about. Mm-hmm. But uh, how do you combat some of that? 
Um, yeah, so especially when we're talking about the seasonal component of things, um, man, that's hard because, again, one of those inevitable things that we know winter comes and unfortunately it's darker, longer, and colder, and people do tend to see a direct correlation with their mood. And, um, you know, that's that's hard, but at the same time, A, at least we know it's happening, so that's you can mentally prepare yourself a little bit for that. But then B, you know, there are things that can be done. Um, so we know it's directly correlated with decreased sun exposure, um, mm-hmm. and that's what tends to make people feel more depressed, you know. Um, and so there are light boxes and light therapy um, that can be utilized. Um, you know, even psychotherapy can be utilized, which is talk therapy. Um, and sometimes even medications can be helpful. So just kind of depends on the type um, and the significance of the impact that it might have in someone's life as to whether or not those would all be warranted um, and to which one you might want to choose. But all things that are options. Okay. That yeah. makes sense. I mean, I go for the light therapy mm-hmm. anytime. Yeah, <laughs> so absolutely. I, this. I wake up and it's dark. I'm going to, you know, it's <laughs> oh, dark early. I'm just like, oh, mm-hmm. it's horrible. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> With the holidays approaching, let, let's talk a little bit about the holiday blues. What are the holiday blues? That's a, a coin term. I don't know if mm-hmm. it's a, a real psychiatric term. <laughs> right. Yeah, and we do hear that a lot. And it's just basically the seasonal effect on your mood um, that we do see at this time of year. Um, and, you know, add in the stresses of, you know, the holidays. So, um, you know, the financial stresses, the, you know, just the um, anxiety of, hey, am I going to be able to do this, this, and this in this short period of time? Um, So we put a lot on ourselves during this time of year. So um, that is something that, you know, we do see very frequently. And it's not always something that, you know, in my practice that someone's coming to me talking about because there is a normal level and component to that. But um, it can become to where, you know, it's bad enough that treatment is indicated. And, that's pretty common, um, especially mm-hmm. if you have any history of any type of depression, anxiety, um, that's, you know, negatively impacted you in the past. So, okay. yeah. So what kind of symptoms would somebody look for mm-hmm. if, they, if they feel? Yeah. So, you know, I always say if it feels or um, seems a little bit excessive um, to you or to mm-hmm. your loved ones, it probably is. So. You tend to see a lot, especially with the seasonal component, a lot of lack of motivation, fatigue, um, decreased energy, sleeping more, um, a lot of times actually eating more or at least um, craving the bad stuff. So like the carbs, um, you know, the good stuff, I should say. But (laughs) I agree. I know, unfortunately, but it's that comfort eating. Mm -hmm. Um, It just makes you, you know, you think it's going to make you feel better, but then come to find out it actually just makes you feel worse in the end. (laughs) And it's worse for you. But, you know, our brains don't tell us that at the time. So we make those bad choices. But that is you know, pretty common things that we'll see. And then you see the weight gain that comes with it too. Right. Then so, worse. yes, yeah. yeah, vicious cycle. So, so what can people do to try to minimize this? So you've mentioned some of the light yeah. therapies and things. So, Are there other things that can be done? Yeah, um, so that's um, pretty much the bread and butter that you're looking for. So um, the light therapy is one of the um, best types of therapy that we found for this specific type of um, mood change. But um, like I said, um, There are other types of therapy and there are other, you know, um, just trying to stay active, trying to be very cognizant and aware of what you're eating, um, how much you're sleeping. Um, It does take a lot more effort, though. I'm not going to lie. I mean, it it just does wind up being harder for people because you 
feel that, you know, just weight working against you and pushing you down. So, um, but as long as you can control it with your own, you know, willpower okay. and strength, then great. That um, makes sense. Very hard to do. But mm-hmm. I'm thinking, you know, even with the holiday blues, I yeah. mean, what, you know, you want to be around people, you don't want to mm-hmm. be around people. You want to be with your family, mm-hmm. you don't want to be, you know, can you do virtual visits? Mm-hmm. Um can you do what about traditions i mean do you try to keep traditions yeah, going yeah. you know how people used right. to get together big mm-hmm. you know big celebrations you know you can do something a little bit different you can right? you can make it smaller or you mm-hmm. can do things online yeah, things like absolutely. that so but yeah i think one of the biggest things is still try to spend time with your loved mm-hmm. ones right and we really want to do that you don't want to be alone right right yeah trying to stay as social as you can um of course safely but also you know life goes on and we have to try to just make good decisions the best that we can um but you know we want to be happy and you you deserve to be able to enjoy the holidays um despite being in the midst of a pandemic so i think it's definitely encouraged to find whatever ways you have to be able to do that perfect so if we're talking the holidays if these symptoms you know go on Mm-hmm. You know, if we say, okay, we've gone through the holidays, now it's it's January, February, mm-hmm. you know, March-ish, mm-hmm. and we're still just in a funk. Yeah. What, what do you suggest for people? Hmm, that's a good one. So I think um, it just depends on, again, how much of an impact it's having on your everyday life. So once it starts to really interfere with just everyday functioning or, you know, like you said, you're just not getting out of it. This seems to be lingering longer than what I, you know, would recall or consider potentially normal. Um, I would say just reach out to someone that you trust and and just get their advice on, hey, um, am I functioning as well as I should be? Is this Is this okay? Am I, or does it feel or seem like I might be you know, depressed or um, should I get help? And Mm -hmm. that's where I would start. Maybe just someone, family, friend. Somebody um, that knows you well. Yeah, or loved one. And, you know, that could even be your primary care doctor. Um, It could be your OB-GYN. It could be anybody that, you know, a healthcare professional um, that you trust and can talk to. Um, and they can help lead you, you know, the right direction. And sometimes that does mean seeing a professional, and there's absolutely no shame in that. No, absolutely not. Yeah. So, you know, I always tell, you know, the women that I see, I said, mm-hmm. you know, having depression, anxiety, I said, it's it's like having hypertension or diabetes or right. something like that, right? Absolutely. So there's nothing wrong with it. No. And if you have it, let's get it taken care of. There's treatment there, yeah. Absolutely. So if it goes on like this, so we're really talking depression now. So mm-hmm. are there risk factors for somebody? I mean, that you... Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, yeah, absolutely. More prone to this. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, genetics, unfortunately, one of those things we can't change. You can't pick your parents. So, um, you know, you got those genes for better or for worse. So, you know, a lot of times you see a family history. Okay. Um, and that's, you know, there's a huge correlation there. Um, not just that. I mean, obviously, it's life, too. So what have you experienced? Trauma. Um, you know, everyone has a different history and where they came from and what they've had to overcome. And that plays a significant role in depression. 
um, you know, also just life stressors. Um, how, what other things are you dealing with financially, socially, um, you know? You deal like kids, right. aging parents, <laughs> right, you know, right. stressors at home. There's yeah. a lot there. Mm-hmm. And then the loss of loved ones, like we talked Absolutely. about, those are huge ones. Mm-hmm. And everybody, it, it's different mm-hmm. um, with everybody. I know my sister, and, and I, I, I teach myself this because, you know, at the time, uh, she had had some issues, but um, I, I keep thinking, well, I have two jobs. She has no job. She has one kid, you know, but it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't Not matter what you have. E- each person handles it differently, and, and we don't know what those people are going through, you know. Right. And I, I tell myself that, you know, it, it's okay, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm like, why is she so upset? And I'm fine, you know. It, mm-hmm. It's Every person is different, and you don't know what is going on in their head. You just don't. So, mm-hmm. uh, and I know that, you know, it's my mm-hmm. sister, so I, I, <laughs> I try to think things immediately. But, you know, mm-hmm. I, I totally understand. And, and sometimes it's hard from the outside looking in at people. You know, you're like, well, yes. uh, they're well off or they have a good job mm-hmm. or, you know, they have a lot of money. And why should they mm-hmm. be going through this? You know, mm-hmm. so it's kind of hard. But we need to understand that that's not that you don't know. You just don't know. Right. right. You never do. Right. And then Absolutely. for the elderly, I mean, you have a whole different oh set gosh, of yeah. you know, scenarios mm-hmm. here. I mean, people that, you know, you have more chronic illnesses, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. Or people that are in nursing homes, things like that. Mm-hmm. So um, lost yeah, a lot more history too. right? Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, a lot more that's happened to you throughout your life. Absolutely, um, you've seen more, you've been through more. Absolutely, yeah. So, what do you look for the signs when it's it, when it becomes more severe? Mm-hmm. You know, something for for the outsiders to look in. What are signs <laughs> yeah. and symptoms? What should you look for? Yeah. Um, so sometimes, you know, the changes that you might be, or at least you know, what we're looking for when we diagnose clinical depression are things that. A lot of people have no clue or related to depression, um, you know, sleep changes. Are you sleeping too much? Not enough. Um, that's a huge one. Appetite changes. Again, eating more, gaining weight, um, or maybe even eating less and losing weight, which we do see a lot in our elderly population. Um, they tend to be very susceptible to having more of the, the decreased appetite and weight loss with depression as opposed to gaining weight. Um, Energy changes, um, so again, maybe not having that drive, um, more fatigue just overall. Um, concentration changes, which is a big one, and I feel like I hear this almost on a daily basis now that someone's coming as a new, um, a new consult to me, and you know they're complaining of having some concentration deficit mm-hmm. type symptoms, and it's like, well, you know, you do have uncontrolled depression, so that certainly can be where that concentration change is coming from. Um, just feeling, you know, guilty and worthless, hopelessness about the future, um, and then the obvious, you know, depressed mood, um, and sometimes even suicidal thoughts can come with that. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Well, then an- another thing that a lot of the elderly population deals with is anxiety. So we've oh, kind yeah. of touched on that a little mm-hmm. bit. So what is that? What, what causes anxiety? Is it just happen or mm-hmm. is it, does something bring it on? Yeah, yeah, that's another tough one. Um, so some <laughs> people are just prone to anxiety, <laughs> right? Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Um, you know, and it can be, again, genetic that, you know, you've always been an anxious person. You've always been kind of that worry wart. I see that a lot, even as a kid, you know, mm-hmm. um, they'll say, even as a kid, I was missing a lot of school. I had stomach aches, that kind of thing. Um, some people develop anxiety over time. Um, so, you know, they've seen some bad things or been involved in some bad things and suddenly it makes them anxious to be out in public or around people because there was a bad experience, you know, while out in public before where they were in a car crash. So now, you know, they're fearful of being in cars. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and just that kind of inner restlessness and that uneasy feeling. And it can manifest so many different ways, especially in our elderly population. Mm-hmm. You do see a lot of um, the physical complaints. So upset stomach, um, sleep changes, um, you know, maybe more nausea or, you know, just GI type of um, complaints. Um, weight loss, that kind of thing. Um, I see that a lot in our elderly population. And I mean, you know it it doesn't make sense, but you can't stop it, right? Right, right, which is extremely frustrating for Mm -hmm. people, especially if it's not something you've experienced before. But it's very common. It's extremely common. Yes, absolutely. And a lot of times, like you said, sometimes people don't even know that's what it is. They're like, wait, that's anxiety? That's why, you know, my stomach's hurting or I'm not eating Mm -hmm. or, you know, I'm not able to go to the grocery store anymore. And that can be anxiety. Okay. Makes sense. So how can somebody help this? How can you help Mm -hmm. yourself or how can you help your friend or your Mm -hmm. mother or your father or brother or sister? Yeah, I think um, recognizing it is usually the first um, step that you can take in trying to get better with it because, man, it's so hard sometimes to even pinpoint exactly that's what it was. Um, But, you know, by um, process of elimination, sometimes it comes down to figuring out, hey, this is anxiety and, you know, I need to do something different. And there's a lot of different ways to go about that. Um, but trying to figure out what the thought is behind that fear or provoking that anxiety and then targeting that. So, you know, you don't want to completely avoid things because, you know, if you have a panic attack in the grocery store and so you stop going to the grocery store, well, guess what? That's bad news because <laughs> you need to still be going to the grocery store. You need to be getting out and going places. Um, so you don't want it to continue to hold you back from doing things and, and participating in life. So, you know, trying to stay functional and address those fears without overdoing it. Okay. That makes sense. So how can you help support? Let's just talk. Uh, how can you help people, particularly the elderly? So mm-hmm. you have a, uh, your mother, your father, your grandmother, your grandfather. How can you help them during this time of year? Just stay involved, you know, be there for them. Let them know you still care about them. You're still there for them, even though maybe you're not in front of them as often um, because, A, it's the holidays and we're all busy, um, but, B, you know, it's a pandemic, so you don't want to risk getting them sick or or whatever. So um, completely understandable, but you can still reach out. Let them know you're there for them. That makes sense. Yeah. Just to know they're not alone. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then do you consider depression? I think a lot of people think this, that it's a normal part of the aging process. Mm, yeah. Is it? No, it is not normal. It's still not normal. Um, I think that a lot of times people chalk it up to that, and unfortunately, um, then it would be overlooked or misdiagnosed or underdiagnosed. But mm. um, it is not normal, and so I think that's something that's very important to know. And um, if it if it's there, then it needs to be addressed in one way, shape, or form so it doesn't continue to get worse because we deserve to be happy. Absolutely. And do you think that the the senior population just, they have a mindset mm-hmm. that, you know, I can't have anything wrong, you know, mm-hmm. like oh, this. Yeah. It's just they don't want to acknowledge it or they think they're uh, somewhat of a lesser person. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, I think it's the generation. It is. And they don't realize, like we mentioned earlier, it's the same thing. If you have high blood pressure, you have mm-hmm. diabetes, you have, you know, other things. You know, anxiety, depression, things like that. There's nothing wrong with that, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. So you want to get them taken care of. So there's a lot of things you've mentioned. That, you know, we have help. You have, the, you mm-hmm. know, the psychiatric, you have psychotherapies. Mm-hmm. But then we also have this thing that I want to talk to Angie a little bit about. So that Adina has, and uh, she has this facility out in Washington Courthouse. So I want to talk a little bit about these, the senior life solutions. Um, well, we actually have two. We have one in Adena Fayette and one in Adena Pike, and we're an emotional well-being program 
We do group psychotherapy and we also do individual therapy for seniors typically 65 and older who might be struggling with depression, anxiety, grief or loss, suicidal ideation, maybe they're having a chronic health issue or just a life transition that they're struggling with, loss of their independence, maybe they've moved into a nursing home or um, they can't drive anymore, just things like that that they're struggling with. So we help teach them coping skills to deal with the issues that they're having, maybe when they're sitting at home alone, struggling with their own thoughts. We want them to learn not only from our therapists, but from each other as well, so they know that they're not alone and they can be like, you know, hey, you know, what did you do when you were sitting at home feeling this way? And so it, it's been nice to see how they, when they first start the program to when they graduate from the program, how they've transitioned. So is this an individual program or is it group? It's sessions. Group. It's group sessions. They do have one to two individual sessions with our therapist where they can talk about things that they may not be comfortable with talking about in group. Um, but we meet Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and it's three sessions each day. So they get nine hours when they start out a week. Okay. And as they meet their goals, they'll titrate down to two days a week and then one day a week, and then they'll eventually graduate, but there's no time limit. And if life hits them, they can go back up to two or three days a week. So it's been really, it's their first step before like an inpatient. So that's nice. This yeah. is all outpatient. It's all outpatient. It's all voluntary. Yep, they can, they can refer themselves and then our psychiatrist will write their actual diagnosis for them um, for you know, Medicare reasons, but it's been really great to that's have That's wonderful to have. So how can somebody get in, in touch with you or schedule an appointment for something like this? Their doctor can call, their neighbor can call, they can call themselves. Um, we, make, we run their insurance to make sure that they're covered and we take it from there. And if for some reason, let's say they have an, a deductible or something or it's too expensive for them, we will refer them on to a different program like maybe Adena Counseling or something like that. Okay, that makes sense. So this is for seniors 65 and older? We say 65 and older typically because that's typically when they get Medicare. Mm -hmm. um, but we've had patients that were 55 that were on Medicare because of, um, help me out. Um, yes, a disability, thank you. <laughs> yeah. okay. um, and we don't want somebody who's 30 and there was somebody who's 80 because then they can't relate to life um, situations. Mm -hmm. Because we want somebody, you know, we want them around the same age range so they can relate to each other. Okay, that makes total sense. And sometimes, yeah, it does help when you're listening to somebody else there yeah. that's going through something very similar to you and how did they cope with it. A lot of them have it. lost a spouse or they've lost their children or their children have moved away and they're, they're at home alone. They have absolutely no one to talk to. And so this has become like a second family to them and they actually now want to get dressed and they want to leave the house and so this gives them something to look forward to and it's it's been really great to have that's wonderful we're glad to hear about that so ladies i want to just uh, anything else that you want to say before this ends but there's so much information here and there's mm -hmm. so much to talk about mm -hmm. but andrew do you have anything else that you want to mention that we didn't touch on um i don't i mean i have openings so if anybody knows anyone especially this time of year um i'm happy to come to your home you can come to us i mean if you need me, just give me a call. I'm more than happy to, to help in any way I can. And if I can also help get resources, like local resources too, I, I help with that as well. And how can they get a hold of you? They can call 740-333-2226. Perfect. Dr. Ison, <laughs> do you have anything else you'd like to say? Yeah, and I don't want to sound like a broken record, but, um, you know, my big slogan is it's okay to not be okay. Um, so please know that if you are struggling, um, you do not have to be in this alone. There's help out there. Um, you know, I know I can only speak for, you know, Adina since that's, you know, where I'm working. But, you know, we have some great providers who would love to be able to help you. 
Um, so just know that there's no shame in, you know, not doing well mentally. That's okay. Um, you know, I just don't want to see people struggling and suffering um, when the resources are available for you to help you. And we will do it. You know, we'll do the work. We'll put it in and, and help you and get you feeling better. But you just have to recognize and accept it's okay. Perfect. I yeah. love that. So we at Adina want to wish everyone a very Merry Christmas and a very happy and healthy New Year. So I want to end with just a few thoughts for some of the people there um, that I want them to think about. So the first one is that everybody thinks you're supposed to be happy this time of year, like Dr. Mm-hmm. Eisen said, but sometimes that's not the reality. And sometimes just that expectation of happiness is what makes people sad, mm-hmm. and that's what, what brings them down. So you need to think about that. Number two is that we as a country have dealt with a lot of tragedy over the past few years. Uh, And I believe it's important to remember that even though the holidays may not be the same as they were, you know, in the past, we can still celebrate. There's still reasons out there for everyone to celebrate, and you have to look for them. And lastly, always remember that it's okay to enjoy the holidays as they are now. Old memories will always hold hold a special place in our hearts, but there's always enough room in your heart for some more. So... I want everybody to think that. Merry Christmas to everyone. So, Christine, good to see you. (laughs) Good to see you, too. Thank you so much again. Angie Malott, Janelle Eisen, and, of course, Dr. Richard Villarreal. Lady Parts with Dr. Villarreal airs the third Monday of every month at 10 a.m. on Mix 106.5 in Chillicothe. You can also catch the podcast on the free iHeartRadio app. Just open the iHeartRadio app on your smart device or go to iHeartRadio.com. Click on Podcasts and then do a search for Lady Parts with Dr. Richard Villarreal. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.